0: Welcome back everyone, hope you've been doing well. As we end the month of March, it's time to take a look at the 10 most undervalued dividend aristocrats that may present a good opportunity in April. But before we dive into the list, let me briefly talk about a simple strategy I have been tracking based on this concept. I wanted to come up with a very simple strategy that would be easy to follow, and I decided to track how investing in the 10 most undervalued dividend aristocrats each month would work out over a long period of time. I started tracking this strategy in August of 2021, giving me about 20 months worth of results now, and thus far the outcome has been favorable. Basically, each month I figure out which 10 aristocrats appear to be the most undervalued based on dividend yield theory, and I invest an equal amount of money into each of them and hold these positions forever. My preferred method for valuation is dividend yield theory, mainly for its simplicity. Unlike other valuation methods, dividend yield theory does not require making assumptions aside from assuming that a given stock will revert back to its long-term trading dividend yield. This valuation technique works best for mature businesses with long histories of consistent dividend growth, making the dividend aristocrats an ideal pool of companies to apply this valuation technique to. Selecting the 10 most undervalued dividend aristocrats each month and adopting a buy-and-hold investing approach can lead to long-term outperformance, when and if the targeted stocks return to fair valuation. Now, it may take a few months or even a few years to see if this strategy actually pays off. My initial prediction was that this strategy would underperform Noble for the first few months, while we wait for bargain stocks to return to fair value. But that has not been the case. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. The strategy got off to a very fast start. The total return this portfolio has generated since August of 2021 is 5.05% compared to minus 1.48% for Noble, and minus 11.61% for SPY. So it has generated 6.53% of Alpha over Noble, and 16.66% of Alpha over SPY. It doesn't beat its benchmarks every month, but collectively, the long-term results have been pretty favorable. All right, let's jump over to the list and take a look at the 10 most undervalued dividend aristocrats for April. I pulled this list a few days ago, so the current prices are a little bit outdated, and the valuations have changed a little bit. But don't worry, we'll take a look at each aristocrat individually and get the most current price. Let me first read off the list, and then we'll dig deeper into each aristocrat. Up first is Abbott Labs, that looks about 23% undervalued. Then we have Essex Property Trust, that looks about 33% undervalued. Next is Hormel, that looks about 26% undervalued. Then we have Metronic that looks about 31% undervalued. Then we have 3M Company, that looks about 39% undervalued. Sherwin Williams looks about 21% undervalued. Stanley Black & Decker looks about 48% undervalued. Tiro Price Group looks about 34% undervalued. VF Corporation looks about 46% undervalued. And Walgreens looks about 32% undervalued. And yes, I know VF Corporation cut its dividend recently, but it's still a dividend aristocrat. Unless the company is able to pay a higher dividend rate in 2023 than it did in 2022, it will be removed from the dividend aristocrat index in 2024. Until then, it will remain on my list. Alright, let's pull up each aristocrat individually and take a closer look. First up is Abbott Labs. Okay, and we can see that the valuation has changed a little bit in the last two days, from minus 23% to minus 21%. Now during the last 7 years, Abbott Labs has generally traded for a premium to its historical dividend yield, with only a few exceptions, this period of 2016 and 2017 when it was undervalued, when the stock dipped during the 2020 pandemic crash, and more recently during the 2022 market pullback. We can see at the end of 2022 the stock had a little rally, but it wasn't enough to bring it to fair valuation and it has since fallen back. Historically, using dividend yield theory as a buy indicator would have worked out pretty well. Investing in the stock when it was undervalued led to an average daily return of 15.79% compared to an average daily return of 5.67% for all trading days. This is pretty good. However, the stock has generally been overvalued so there hasn't been that many opportunities to invest based on dividend yield theory. Up next is Essex Property Trust, and its valuation has improved during the last two days as well. When I pulled the list, it was 33% undervalued, and today it's closer to 31% undervalued. As you can see from the chart, in contrast to Abbott Labs, Essex Property Trust has been undervalued more than it's been overvalued during the last seven years. It also hasn't generated attractive market returns, but that's primarily related to the recent price pullback. Nevertheless, using dividend yield theory as a buy indicator would have improved our return, Investing in the stock when it was undervalued would have led to an average daily return of minus 0.39% compared to an average return of minus 5.55% for all trading days. Up next is Hormel and its valuation has unchanged during the last two days as the stock is still 26% undervalued. Looking at this 7-year dividend yield theory chart, we can see that Hormel has generally been undervalued during the last 7 years and it also hasn't generated attractive returns. Using dividend yield theory as a buy indicator would have not improved their return with Hormel but that's primarily because the stock has been undervalued more than it has been overvalued. And much of the overvaluation was in 2016, when the stock traded for more favorable prices than it does today. Up next is Medtronic, and its valuation also hasn't changed. It's still 31% undervalued. During the past 7 years, the stock has generally been undervalued, with a brief pop into the overvalued zone in 2016, 2020, and 2021. More recently though, it's been pretty much a straight write-down, and we can see that reflected in the average returns for the stock. However, using dividend yield theory as a buy indicator would have improved our return with Metronic. Investing in the stock when it was undervalued would have led to an average return of minus 2.06%, compared to an average return of minus 5.16% for all trading days. Up next is 3M Company, and it still looks about 39% undervalued. 3M stock has fallen recently, just like the overall stock market, but its pain really begun much earlier, We can see on this chart that during the last 7 years the stock peaked in early 2018 and for the last 5 years or so it has trended lower with the occasional rally here and there. The average returns the stock has generated are also pretty weak and using dividend yield theory would not have led to a better return. Investing in the stock on all the days when it appeared to be undervalued would have led to an average daily return of minus 13.16% compared to an average return of minus 12.11% for all trading days. Up next is Sherwin-Williams and its valuation has improved a little bit in the last two days, moving from minus 21% undervalued to 19% undervalued. On the dividend yield theory chart, we can see a pretty good balance of undervaluation and overvaluation during the last seven years. The stock peaked at the end of 2021, very high in the overvalued zone. It fell very sharply in early 2022, and since then has kind of hovered in that zero to 15% undervalued range. Using dividend yield theory as a buy indicator would have improved our return with Sherwin-Williams. Investing in the stock on all of the days when it appeared undervalued would have led to an average daily return of 10.49%, compared to an average return of 4.79% for all trading days. Up next is Stanley Black & Decker, and we can see a slight improvement in valuation, from 48% undervalued to 47% undervalued. Stanley Black & Decker peaked in early to mid-2021. The stock pulled back in the second half of 2021, but still hovered in that overvalued zone. And it was really in 2022 when the price fell really sharply. We can see that the stock is currently trading at a historically low price, similar to where the price dipped in the 2020 pandemic low. The average daily returns are a pretty good reflection of the recent price performance. Using dividend yield theory would have only marginally improved that return. Investing in the stock on all the days when it appeared undervalued would have led to an average return of minus 15.36%, compared to an average return of minus 16.5% for all trading days. Up next is Tiro Price Group and we also see a slight improvement in valuation, from 34% undervalued to 33% undervalued. The stock had a really great run post-pandemic, peaking in mid to late 2021. Then it fell very sharply in early 2022, and has been trending lower since then. Using dividend yield theory as a buy indicator would have improved our return with Tiro price. Investing in the stock when it appeared undervalued would have led to an average daily return of 5.39%, compared to an average return of minus 1.52% on all trading days. Up next is VF Corporation, whose valuation also improved slightly from minus 46% to minus 44%. We can see that unlike the broad equity market, VF Corporation never recovered from the pandemic and it failed to come even close to its pre-pandemic high. It struggled in 2021, when the broad equity market was still going up, and 2022 was even more awful. And the recent dividend cut announcement hasn't improved anything, with the price falling even further. The daily performance results from the last seven years are pretty awful, And even though using dividend yield theory would have improved our returns lately, it's not really worth mentioning here. Up next we have Walgreens, whose valuation has improved during the last two days, from minus 32% to 30% undervalued. Now the past seven years haven't been pretty for the stock, as the price has generally trended lower, from a high of about $86 in 2016 to about $34 today. This has also led to a much better dividend yield. Back in 2016, Walgreens was a sub-2% dividend yield stock, Today its dividend yield is about 5.5%. The historical trailing dividend yield has also trended much higher over the last 7 years from about 2.2% in 2016, getting close to 4% today. Using dividend yield theory as a buy indicator would have not led to a better return with Walgreens. But if we look at the dividend yield theory chart, the stock has been in the undervalued zone since late 2017, so these performance results aren't really meaningful. There you have it, these are the 10 most undervalued dividend aristocrats right now based on dividend yield theory. And this is my new spreadsheet that I use to track all the dividend aristocrats. It's fully automated and lets you crunch a 7-year dividend yield theory chart for any dividend aristocrat. If you'd like to check it out, I share it on my Patreon page, along with a few other spreadsheets.